0: folks it's your guy Tommy again here for ice cold sports america sports show along once again with my guy zach lyons how are you doing zachary
1: um i'm doing great tg how we how we doing on this fine evening
0: We doing good it's uh can't complain beautiful evening here in florida uh very humid very nice i like to see that yeah uh, olympic team hat rocking right there it looks pretty good yeah i
1: was wearing this at the airport the other day and some dude asked me if i was swimmer if i was a swimmer and while i was flattered i was like really really that was one really? of the nicest me? things i've ever heard
0: someone say about you me, me? that was a very nice so. thing i would have been very flattered as well so, um, so yeah, oh, yeah sorry
1: to sorry to make you record at uh 10 10 15 eastern it's time it's but... all good it's all gucci
0: i don't mind Uh, let's get started with maybe what's probably been the biggest storyline I'd say this week in sports, which is USC cutting off the head, getting rid of Clay Helton. It feels like it's been a billion years. He's gone like five and seven every year. Uh, I don't know why they didn't do this like three years ago, because this was like, not three years ago, but like at least two years ago, they should have done this. It feels like people were saying, telling them to do this for a long time. They keep finishing, like, five and seven and not having that good of years. It feels like a weird time to do it. I understand they got they lost to Stanford, and that that's not a good loss. But it's it just seems, with everything they've stood through, it just seems like a strange time to, you know, cut it all off.
1: Yeah, you, you hit it right on the head with the timing there, TG. It's like, if – if you were this like if you if you were this like pessimistic about Helton, like why why did you why did you even play two games with him this year? Like why not just grab a new guy in the offseason during the coaching carousel? Um, take him, you know, take him through camp. But it's the you're right, the time the timing is very strange. Um they're they're probably gonna have to coach, you know, ten ten games or something with you, know, an, an interim or you know, basically Hilton's staff.
0: Graham Harrell um, probably would be the guy. I don't know who the guy is. I'm guessing he'll be Graham Harrell.
1: Good yeah, he, he knows how to call it offense. So I'm I'm interested to see what happens there. Um but I I just don't know like do do they think they're getting someone for the last 10 weeks of the season? Because I I just don't know anyone who's who's going to go out of their way to take the USC job right now.
0: Yeah. I'm going to make a guess here and say that they're not going to hire someone in season to be like the guy in season. Uh, It just uh, isn't done that way. Uh, But you, it's difficult. I think USC used to be a very much prestige job. And then it still is a prestige job, but. It's not like it once was. It's almost like back when Pete Carroll took the job when he was like the fourth choice on their their list. And then he brought them back to to being you know USC. But now they've kind of sunk to those levels, pre uh Pete Carroll levels, and they they have it quite the wish list for coaches. Like they they want like they they want to reach out to Urban Meyer, which They're not going to get urban, but if they did, that'd be the funniest thing to ever happen. (laughs) Him bailing out on the Jaguars mid-season.
1: Sorry, guys. Health issues.
0: Oh, wait. USC? New check? There's a a heart hospital in Southern California that I really think (laughs) could be very beneficial to me. People don't talk enough about the fact Um, that he mistook heartburn for a heart attack, supposedly, but that's a discussion for another day. Yeah,
1: and I, I almost think, like, um, it, it, it's almost, like, better sometimes these days when coaches, like, when teams don't get their grade A number one big-time coaching hire. Like, just ask uh, Scott Frost and Jim Harbaugh. Like, well you know, that – Dabo Swinney, Dabo Swinney was a. I, he started off at Clemson as like a grad assistant, worked his way all the way up. Like you, you just know it. You never know some of these guys, I and mean, yeah. I think it's you. You never know which who's going to be a program builder. And I, 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 I just don't like. Clay Helton went. Uh, I had the number up a second ago. Clay Helton went forty six and twenty four at USC. Like, do you think? Do you think the next guy is going to do better or worse than that? Because I, I'm i not so sure.
0: Yeah. I mean, I, I think he probably, I honestly think he needed to go uh, because just because it's been years of like diminishing returns. It was good at the beginning and then it just has leveled off if you consider yourself a high up program. It's not the same as Tom Herman in Texas where they were winning nine games a year when he got canned last year. They were winning like they were winning games. They were going five and seven. Uh, and then they decided to cut the, cut the cord. And then now Steve Sarkeesian looks lost without a map, um, at least so far. Uh, but let me rattle off a couple names here that have been thrown around. First, Mario Cristobal, no. He's not leaving Oregon nope. for, for USC. That's too good of a situation, too good of a recruiting ground. doesn't make any sense. I doubt that there's more money at USC than there is at Oregon. There's a hell of a lot of money in Oregon. Whatever. Uh, Luke Fickle. Maybe. I don't Interesting. think so. I don't think so. Because he turned down the Michigan State job. I think he's waiting on a premier Big Ten job. He's waiting isn't on uh, Isn't
1: he like the, sorry, isn't he like the name in waiting for like Ohio State or?
0: Ohio State or Michigan. I'm betting he probably would take the Michigan job if he was offered it. Um, okay. Yeah, but I think he probably wants to stay in the Big Ten. He doesn't want to go all the way out to California, and do all that that's kind fair. of stuff. Yeah, that's why he he's stayed. he's an Ohio guy originally, right? He is an Ohio guy. He's an Ohio State guy. Uh,
1: uh, I don't know. I don't know if Michigan can make that higher in good conscience. Then, but I hear I hear you on wanting. No, like, I think a premier, I think like, well, Big Ten I'm though. pretty
0: sure Woody that uh, Bo Schembechler was an Ohio guy. Really,
1: I did yeah. not know that.
0: Yeah, they 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 swap. Uh, Matt Campbell, who you some people could say yes, but he's already turned down some high profile jobs. You turn on the Tennessee job, he seem seems like he likes his spot in Iowa State. Maybe it's time for him to move on to USC. It would make sense. The jerseys look exactly the same, uh, but I don't know. I like Matt Campbell a lot, by the way. I think he's a great program builder. He's
1: he's an outstanding developer of talent. Um what he's what he's done with a bunch of three-star guys at Iowa
0: State is is outstanding, frankly. Exactly. So he's he he'll be up there on that list. Uh James Franklin, I've heard there's mutual interest, apparently. Uh James Franklin is kind of a wild card to me because he's done some great stuff. He should have gone to a playoff. Uh he got screwed by the committee back in 2016. Uh, but I don't know. I don't think he's as great as some people try to make him out to be. Uh, I don't know if he's the guy to bring back you the great, you know, USC. And then we were talking about Eric Bieniemy the other day, which maybe, but he's looking this, for an NFL job. That would be job. tough. He's looking for an yeah. NFL job. Um,
1: yeah, EB would would hurt a little bit as, it would hurt as a, a Buffs fan, I'm sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um. I
0: don't
1: think he's taking. He's waiting for an NFL job. But like, the, the, my dad made this point today. Shout out, shout out, Chris Lyons. Uh, Mike Bone turned down John or Mike Bone turned down Eric enemy for John Embry. So yeah, I about that. Well, what like what's I I, I get that a lot has changed between uh, now and then, but
0: what about it's, Mike it's Bone getting interest now? Chase out of Boulder, like hard and feathered out of boulder and then going to Cincinnati and then going to USC. That feels like it's almost like the Cliff Kingsbury uh falling Texas deck, The falling upward kind of thing, which is very <laughs> strange. Um yeah. I I yeah I, it's it would be tough to have that with Eric Yannity but what are you gonna do? I'm looking forward to seeing who they hire. Uh, I don't think that they're going to get some of the top-tier candidates that they are looking at. Let's talk about the Buffs. Um, last weekend, they lost 10-7 to Texas A&M. One of the toughest losses I probably ever experienced, at least in the moment, because how close Hi. that we were to beating the number five team in the country and to blow it the way we did, the defense played out of their mind. I don't blame them for the last-minute touchdown. You can't. Because that was the only touchdown they gave up all day. The offense couldn't find, could not find their footing at all. Thoughts?
1: Yeah, I, I really, I really took that one on the chin um, as a as a Buffs fan, as as it seems like you did too. Um, I was I was in the building for oh, for that, and um, it the first half, Colorado was just
0: straight up better. Like a oh no.
1: I think overall I think
0: you um, played better, played a better game. Legitimately.
1: Yeah, especially up front um and I I don't know if that's just an, an effort thing from Texas A&M or or what um if if they have if they have, you know, they have, they obviously have bigger and better to look ahead to in the SEC, but um there's there were some NFL guys on that Texas A&M team. The Buffs showed oh. well. Oh, yeah. um, on the defensive side of the ball, I I feel like it's more of a coaching loss than anything. I don't know about you, TG. Yeah,
0: I thought the offensive play calling was terrible. It was not, I mean, especially on that goal line stand, where they, you know, you went for a QB sneak twice and you couldn't get it when you were like two yards away. It, did, it That just seemed so weak. I mean, you tore that touchdown. They may have actually won the game. Also, they missed that field goal, which was atrocious we were getting all this hype about this field goal kicker and he kind of you know shot the bed but whatever yeah
1: um yeah and and i'm i'm, I'm not trying to throw ship under the bus uh, or anything because he's he's such a great ambassador for for the university um I agree. but the it 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 seems i i don't I don't underestimate Brendan Lewis's ability to get
0: better at it as a passer. Okay, let's oh, stop does, before has, you start saying things bad things about Brendan Lewis. He played well. He, I really think a lot he, of it was played. He played.
1: Well. No, 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 no. I'm going to play, I'm going to I'm going to give him credit where credit is due. He ran the playbook very well. He could not make a throw on third down when they needed it. And that was tough. But this um, idea he can't and, throw. He
0: made some really good throws.
1: Yeah, um, he has he has arm talents. Yes, uh, that he has a little bit of arm arrogance where it doesn't quite set his feet sometimes. Um, the the passing game did not produce very many yards on Saturday.
0: Yeah, it wasn't great. Um, it wasn't I, great.
1: I would love to see, and and he's such an incredible athlete that I would love to see you know, why not? I, I don't think, I didn't see any like triple option, no speed option. Like let's, let's work some of that in too. <sighs> I don't um, know. The, the one, the few times that he got the edge as a ball carrier, he beat the guy at the sideline every single time. So. We could talk um, about this
0: for like five hours, just going in yeah. and out of the entire CU game. Yeah. It was tough. I know you were there. Yeah, I know our probably. friend Henry was there. Uh, tough scene. Now it's my turn. However, if I don't rant enough on this show, let's talk about the Bears. I'm just going to go through that briefly because we missed Tuesday's show. Uh, as you all probably saw, the Bears lost 34-14 to against the Los Angeles Rams in a game that both simultaneously was not as bad as I expected and worse than I expected. It's a, it was a very strange, strange game. It was the fact that they were – down a score, and at one point in the game, it looked like they had all the momentum, and they just needed one more score to, like, to, you know, the score to take the lead, and then it was going to be a a, a fight down to the end. But then they, they couldn't score. And then he got, the defense completely broke down. Uh, Matt Nagy, I think we can talk about Matt Nagy. For, have you seen the McDonald's that, Mac, that Matt Nagy has done? So with that. I have not. I He's have not. Them. I will send it to you after this. He has done, a, I don't know if it's just the regional, but it's like talking to McDonald's employees about benefits, like join our team. That's what he's going to be doing after he leaves the Bears. He's going to be managing a McDonald's. That's what he's going to be doing, which is the funniest part of this. doing that commercial. Uh, I love this. That, yeah, that dude stinks. Awful. Maybe, I mean, I. it blows my mind. And it's one thing, you could say, Tommy, you're, you're looking at it from like a tunnel vision and going too hard at, you know, a coach or something like that, which happens a lot. I think people get way too harsh. Uh, but here's a stat Chicago bears are the only team in the NFL, not to throw a single pass over 15 yards on Sunday.
1: Only team. The same with, like the, they didn't complete one more than 15 yards or they didn't even target one more than 15 I believe yards. target
0: one more than 50 yards. They didn't have wow. anyone downfield at all. It was wow. sure. It was one of the most. And I don't remember Andy Dalton throwing it deep. And I'll give some credit to Andy Dalton, some credit for the situation he was thrown into, and for the kind of quarterback he's being asked to be. He's being that quarterback. He made the throws that he was asked to make, he managed the game all right. I'm not super mad at Andy Dalton. I'm more mad at the fact that he's being allowed to play. Uh, when Justin Fields comes in, and here's another thing. Fields, the whole thing was Fields is not ready. Well, he felt like he was ready enough to come in for multiple, for like a play, like for spot plays. If, you're, if you were so concerned about him facing the Rams defense, you wouldn't have put him in at all. And the fact, especially in that first try, when they put him in, he makes the pass. Only an idiot takes him out and puts Dalton back in. And guess who took him out and put Dalton back in? Matt Nack. This guy is terrible. The the fact that he wasn't fired last year was a travesty. He has gotten so much of a break of the fact that the Bears got, like, the greatest gift of all time, having Justin Fields, a guy who has a chance to be, like, the defining quarterback of this class a chance, uh, fall directly into his lap. And the, he's, he's, his play calling never changes. He doesn't want to change. He, everyone in the NFL is doing different things. And he kind of is like, this is how I do it. And we do it this way. And I'm not going to change, which is the most absurd, like as a, in our society, we're told never change false. False. You should change, especially when the entire NFL has changed dramatically offensively. The best coaches change. They make changes. Sean Payton, Bill Belichick. These guys make changes. They know they don't just stick with the same philosophy year after year after year. Maybe when it comes to coaching or handling people, but not when it comes to the actual product on the field, how they conduct game actually put together game plans and how they actually run plays and make things happen. They don't just stay to the same thing, just out of principle. It is the dumbest thing ever rant over fire Matt Aggie, Star start Justin fields. And can I,
1: uh, I know this is your rant, but can I chime in? Absolutely. Quick, go, go for uh, it. Go a for a it. Go quick for non non quarterback Ryan Pace thing. Ryan Pace also um, is on my shit list. He should be fired too. What the hell is the secondary? Like, yeah, that's a very paying, good question. I don't paying, know
0: what
1: it is. You're paying Nick Foles. Where you're, they're paying Nick Foles like thirty some odd million dollars to be the third string quarterback, and you can't, you can't pay one corner. Well, because beat, they're paying. You just like, answer your own question. The, yeah, yeah, I know. But like, you you couldn't you couldn't move on from Nick Foles. I know, I'm sure they would have had to like eat some dead a money or something. Money, if a they, lot of money would was had
0: to be needed a lot. No yeah. one
1: lost it. Um, yeah, I mean, Cooper Cup getting, like, wide open behind the Bears secondary won me a fantasy game. So, I'm like, I'm not going to be mad about that. But, seriously, like, it's it's brutal. And Eddie Jackson has somehow lost it, too.
0: You you bringing up the Bears secondary was a mistake on your part because they were the most disgusting thing I have ever seen. They couldn't tackle for shit. Dude, on that first throw, they just had to touch the guy. And they didn't touch him. And he got back up and ran in the end zone. I don't understand how you can be a professional athlete and let a guy get that open. It was clearly, I think someone just yelled at me. It is clearly uh, a miscommunication in the defense, not knowing, hey, this guy's picking up this guy out there. You need to stay down here. I'm going up there. It's like two guys, like, oh, you're going up there? Are you going up there? It's like when you're playing baseball and no one calls the other guy off. It's absurd. Okay. Let's move on from the, I don't want to, I don't want to. Yeah. Yeah. Finish your thought. Finish your thought.
1: No, there, there's just a lot of rookies out there and it, you know, communication learning, learning how an NFL defense runs. It's, but it um, seems um, like I, time I and time
0: again, they couldn't, they couldn't, they couldn't do anything at all. They couldn't make adjustments in that area.
1: Yeah. I hear you. Let's, yeah. let's go ahead and move on.
0: We'll move on. Uh, the big games of the weekend, there's there's a few different ones I like a lot. Let's start with Nebraska and Oklahoma, a game I don't really like a lot. This is a legacy game based on, like, it was the best game ever, like, 50 years ago. The Boomers all probably remember it. Uh, one versus the, two. Uh, the, game,
1: game the game of the century. Of a century. That's right. Yep.
0: It was like a century ago now. And Nebraska won that game. They're probably not going to win this game because they stink. Scott Frost is going to get fired.
1: Our we can start. We can start that over if you want. My roommate just
0: told me to be quiet. Oh, it's all good. We'll keep at him. <laughs> <laughs> Nebraska. Uh, they, they, they stink. Scott Frost should be fired. Thoughts. Um,
1: yeah, Nebraska stinks on ice, to use one of your phrases. Um, I think the defense is decent, um, but eh. Oklahoma, Oklahoma, like the I, I have no problem taking Oklahoma of minus like uh, Oklahoma minus anything. We'll, we'll here. get to that in a minute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry to to get into the gambling angle too early, but uh, twenty, yeah, twenty two is the number there.
0: Easy, easy money. I mean. Oklahoma's one of the class, part of the class in college football, the best. And Nebraska is just living so far in the past. I said earlier today, it's like 2019 against Ohio State, which was one of my most proud moments of making picks. Because I said, oh, yeah, Ohio State's going to murder this team. It was like a 14-point spread. And I said, no chance they cover this. This is going to be a slaughter. And then on national TV, Saturday Night Football, college game day, they were absolutely just it was one of the worst beatdowns I've seen on a prime time level ever oh yeah
1: I, I remember this game this is this is when i I started like really taking an interest in big Ten football when I first moved out here and I, I was at a bar watching this one Why, made made some money off that as well so good call
0: exactly all right uh Alabama at Florida game I will be at on Saturday uh, Number one versus number 11, obviously Alabama Alabama. They were, I mean, we saw against Miami, they were dominant. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, the Gators probably have some, probably, I think on a lot of levels, the Gators probably have a similar class of athletes. But I don't think quarterback-wise, they have the same level. I like uh, Bryce Young much better than I like. But Florida has a quarterback, although I really like Anthony Richardson. Because he is uh, uh, electric when he comes in the game, uh, but I don't, can't make any predictions or picks on this game. I'd, I'd ask you not to either. Uh, but it's a game where I hope for the best as someone who is a Gators fan. But I'm expect i i I'm, I'm, I'm prepared for anything.
1: Um. Yeah. Big big time measuring stick game. Um. Alabama. You know they they bring in just you know another wave of incredible recruits. Um, yeah, my Bryce Bryce Young, I think you mentioned as the quarterback um, played played really well against Miami in a in a big time like primetime opener game. Um, really really interested to see what he can do in an SEC game. Um, you couldn't can ask for a, a tougher challenge in your in your first as your first SEC opponent going into the swamp um, and trying to win. So. Um, I'll be I'll be circling this one for sure on the uh, on the college
0: football calendar. Swamp, where only gators. Make it out alive. Uh, this is a a total like me just being a homer pick for a game to talk about Northern Illinois at Michigan. Uh, the Wolverines I think might be back. I have a feeling they might actually be back, and that's a crazy thing to say. But last Saturday night, I saw them eviscerate. I know Washington stinks, but they eviscerated Washington. The place was was going bananas. They have the Beat Michigan drill that Jim Harbaugh has put into place. Beat, bizarre, Beat Ohio drill uh, where they got like smelling salts and a lot loud music blaring and crazy shit to get ready to beat Ohio State. Um, it's it's while well, Northern Illinois beats. Tech, but at the same time, lost last week to Wyoming. They're going to get blown away. Let's move on. Well, we don't even really talk about that one. Uh, Auburn at Penn State. For 22 Auburn and number 10 Penn State. The whiteout game, I mean, I don't love Penn State. I think it's Colt. But this game should be interesting. Will Bo be able to go into that environment and win? I don't know. Thoughts? Um, it's, it's really,
1: uh, he's, he plays for the Tigers. So it's time for Bonex to earn his stripes. Um, it's, uh, good one. Good one. sorry, that that was bad. I'm sorry. No, 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 it was good. Um, that was but,
0: good.
1: But, you know, he, he was, he was a big time prospect coming out of high school and, and we've seen some, some good moments and, and some not so good moments out of him. Um, I, I would like to see just the, the general numbers overall improve. Um, but, you know, it's an SEC school. It's going to be a run-heavy offense. Um, I, I I think he needs to cut the turnovers, work on the efficiency a little bit. Um, but that being said, I don't know if I can pick against any team going into the Penn State wideouts. Um, this is going to be a big-time game, Saturday Night Football on ABC. Um, I I like the Nittany Lions here. Just this is to, this is- straight –
0: what is, nit- what is a Nittany lion? Nittany lion. That's a first strange.
1: I game. don't know. I don't know what makes it any different than than a, a standard lion. Um, a question. But we, should, we should look that up. We'll we'll get the research department on going on that one.
0: Put that in the file. Back in the file, and we'll, we'll, we'll figure that out. Uh, yeah. And then uh, one more game. I want to talk about just. Uh, I lost my space. Here we go. And then finally, let's talk about uh, Arizona at BYU. Uh, this game between two ranked opponents at BYU, had a nice win against Utah last weekend. Um, I got to say I love the Cougars in this situation. At home, against an Arizona State team that I don't really trust yet. Uh, I like Herman Edwards, but I don't trust now against Going into that kind of
1: environment, I don't like BYU. Yeah, I'm I'm with you here, TG. Um, the, you said the game's in Provo, right? In Provo, yeah. Um, yeah, I, I think I I just have to lean on Arizona State's big game reputation. Um, both both in the the end years of the Todd Graham era, but um, if if I remember right, Herm Edwards hasn't been great in these kind of spots either. Um. Is, it, you, you know, big, just bigger. 2019? You might you you have me there. You definitely have me there. I think I forgot about that game. Um, yeah, uh, just it, you know, BYU started off uh, started off well. They're now ranked. Um, I really like that quarterback. Um, they they know they know how to use him very effectively in
0: in the run game. Mitt, Mitt as well. Romney's uh, nephew or his grandson.
1: Oh, I have, I have no idea. I'm sorry. I can I, sorry. I can't even remember his
0: name, but, uh, I know that you probably, you probably see folks, this is a little looking side of the business. Zach is a lib. So he would, doesn't want to admit that Mitt Romney's nephew is a great quarterback. Continue.
1: Um, no, I, I, I'll play. If we're if we're diving into politics, I like Romney a lot more than I like a lot of other Republicans let's, these days. Let's move, but uh... let's, move, let's move on. <laughs> this isn't high school politics. Um, I yeah, I'm sorry. I I either missed the story there, or I I uh, I I can't remember the BYU kid's name. Unfortunately, kid's name. Unfortunately, um, but he played really really well against uh, Utah and their first opponent, who is also escaping me. Um. I think I I believe BYU is a home dog here um but but I I like them plus the points if if not maybe even straight up in a in a big home game
0: I was wrong he's the receiver so I guess I'm wrong um you know point point one for the libs um uh, <laughs> now let's talk about the NFL National Football League uh Last weekend, obviously, it was nice to get back to football, but the football was kind of underwhelming, I thought, personally. I don't know. A few different interesting matchups coming to us this weekend, starting Raiders at Steelers. Uh, Raiders showed me a lot, I feel like, on Monday night. Will that be an aberration? I don't know. But they look good. Their offense looked nice. Now, Steelers' defense looked nasty. and That could be the big difference, maker. Thoughts? Um, I, I, like, if
1: you just judge this game, like purely off of what the team's records were last year, like you would, you would lean Steelers, obviously. Um, but I, I don't think that's going to be the case. I think that's going to be a much, much closer game um, than we think. Uh, the the Raiders, um, I, I think they're still going to have some struggles on the defensive end this year. Um, they've had a lot of defensive first-round picks in the last few years that just that just quite haven't panned out, um, and and that's the, your your units, your positional units and groups really suffer if you miss on first-round picks. Um, Cleveland Farrell, like the number four overall pick, he was a healthy scratch on Monday night. Um, but the the Steelers. That being said, the Steelers' offense showed me absolutely nothing on Sunday. Um, I, I think it's fair to say Najee Harris disappointed, uh, just, you know, if, if not from just a fantasy perspective, just in, if you're a Steelers fan, I, you know, he played every single snap of the game and I think he only came away with like 46 yards. Um, I, I think we're just in for an ugly, scrappy game between these two teams. Yeah,
0: I, I, I probably agree with you. Interesting to see what ends up happening um, Cowboys Chargers. So this is a game where I, I another team that I feel like showed me a lot last week. And that was the Cowboys. If Dak Prescott can stay healthy, I think they can make their own run because they looked real. They thought the defense looked a lot better. And I thought offensively, they looked like a powerhouse. So and I know they lost, but I would keep my. If I were a Cowboys fan, I'd be very excited now. Uh, maybe this is always one week, you know, overreactions, but I thought they looked really good.
1: Yeah. And, and you know, we'll see how things pan out in terms of, you know, in, injuries are obviously always a big factor um, in, in any season. Um, and I, I think the Cowboys really suffered there last year. Um, and, and that's why their record was pretty poor relative to, I think, what their talent level, which I think is actually really, really solid. Um, Chargers could be an up and coming team this year. With um, Justin Herbert.
0: Justin yeah. Herbert?
1: Yeah. I love, love Justin Herbert, even though he's in, in my division. Um, I own, I own him in fantasy. got him for a steal in my auction. Um,
0: how ranked the EFC West it, quarterbacks?
1: Uh, it, it would, it would, it would be like Mahomes, Herbert, Teddy. Or sorry, no, yeah, Ted, no, Teddy three, Teddy three, give me Teddy three, and then Car four,
0: Car Car three, come on, I like Teddy, Car is three, come on,
1: that that uh Car threw really bad, yeah, recency bias, he threw a terrible pick in the end zone, and and, uh,
0: yeah, but also he's he's I think he's a good he's a better quarterback than people give him credit, he saved his own job, which I think is very tough for a quarterback to actually do when you're on, like, the chopping block, to actually, like, convince your team to keep you around That's in that kind of situation. He was able to play himself back into the fold to be, like, the argument of being maybe their guy. I'm just going to say that. Uh, Vikings-Cardinals. This is the game where I think the Vikings season is turning is going to turn into a disaster. Uh, I thought the Cardinals looked a lot better last week than I thought they would. But uh, Kyler Murray is elite.
1: Kirk Cousins is not. Uh, Vikings defense is not good. Um, Thoughts. But... I I think you you have to love what you saw last week with a, a healthy Kyler Murray um, in, in that Cardinals offense. Um, he, you know, he scrambled like the the just the ability to extend plays. Uh, make plays outside the pocket was really a huge factor for them um, in winning that game. And it's why their offense was so electric. He can just, you know, if the receivers have that much time to get open, um, it's, it's really hard to cover an NFL receiver for that long. Um, and, and if there's any NFL team that's going to struggle against this, I think it's the Vikings made um, a really poor defensive year last year. They did not get much better on that side of the ball this offseason. Um, I think if if the Vikings, I, I would assume, I, I haven't seen this line yet, I'm sorry, but I, I would assume the Vikings are, are not favored here. Um, if, if they're going to have any kind of path of victory here, they're just going to have to control possession with with Dalvin Cook and keep that explosive Cardinals offense off the field.
0: I think it's Arizona minus four and a half right now. Yeah, you're right. Uh, I agree with you 100%. Uh, I think... It's 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 not it's not gonna be good. And I, I like Kyler Murray a lot. I don't like the Vikings a lot. I think it's a very simplistic way of putting it. Is this now here's a game that I think so let's, let's actually start with now this. Here's cheese, the guy. <laughs> cheese Ravens. Sorry <laughs> cheese, cheese Ravens. Uh, obviously you n- probably know my opinion on Lamar Jackson. I think while well, he's a great athlete, I don't think long-term he's a quarterback, an elite quarterback in the league. That's just my opinion. It will either be injuries or defenses figuring him out, um, like they did with Cam Newton, they did with Colin Kaepernick. Uh, but uh, he he showed some great stuff against, against the, the, the Raiders, even though they lost uh, on Monday night. So... Maybe, maybe I'm being overdramatic, but I don't think I am. And then the guy who's probably lining up to be one of the greatest, if not the greatest ever, which uh, Patrick Mahomes, although him losing to Brady doesn't help his cause. Uh, I, I got to give the Chiefs a lot of credit for the, what they did against the Browns last week because they looked dead in the water and then it came back to life. Uh, so I you gotta love the Chiefs here. And plus there's a lot of injuries on the Ravens' defense. That really hurts them. Um, yeah, I,
1: the, the chiefs could put 11, pull 11 guys off the street, put them uh, as their defensive players. And I think they could probably still come away and win that game just because of how explosive they are in offense. Um, I'm not saying that against like, not saying that against like any NFL team. We obviously know the Ravens are very, very solid. Um, they, I think they're still. I think the you know, the overall talent from the Ravens is better than than what we saw against the Raiders the other night. Um but they're they're still just they're still just you know, I I think they're just a team that needs to gel still. They lost a, they lost a lot of guys in camp. Um Marcus Peters obviously like you know basically their entire running back room was devastated with with injuries so um, I, I would lean Chiefs here. Um,
0: yeah. I would more than lean Chiefs. Chiefs. Chiefs look really great. I mean, they always look really great. But this always seems like a, the same story we told where it's, it's Mahomes and it's everyone else. I mean, talent-wise at least. Except when you're playing a really good Bucks defense and Tom Brady. Um, Lions, Packers, last game we're going to talk about. Uh, this is a weird game because last week the Lions looked terrible and then they made a really cool comeback and almost tied it. Uh, did you see that? Um,
1: I was on a plane during most right. of that That's game. Right. Yeah. But I, well,
0: yeah, yeah.
1: I heard uh, the Lions did make it interesting at the end now. Very, very
0: interesting. Very interesting. I was actually kind of impressed with their grit. And I like Jared Goff more than most people give credit for. Also, uh, Packers last weekend looked terrible. I mean, the Packers, I, how much of that is Aaron Rodgers, what he did this offseason? At least offensively. Because, I mean, saying anything you, I, I, I get it, but he did probably justify it. But it takes a toll on a team when your quarterback is, you know, pulling himself into so much drama. Is he in or is he out? And then finally he's in, and he doesn't play any preseason games, which I get a lot of guys don't do that. But Brady played in two preseason games. I don't know. I think he probably, if you are kind of took off the time that he did, probably should play in the preseason games. They looked ass-sorts. He looked like a drug addict uh, after the game. You saw the pictures? Uh okay.
1: His, I, I like the man bun, but you're right. He did, he did look quite, uh, he he did look quite broken in that press conference. <laughs> yeah,
0: I mean, who wouldn't be broken after that kind of loss? Also, I expect apologies for what you doubting my take on the Saints.
1: Um, yeah, the the Saints definitely looked a lot better than I expected. Um James, That basic. Uh, yeah, and you know, Sean Payton knows how to scheme it better than anyone. Um, the I'm not quite ready to hit the panic button on the Packers yet. I I think they I think they could use some time to gel as well, particularly their front seven in the offensive line. Um, I th- I think they've just got a lot. Um, they've had a lot of injuries on that outline line. Um, it will. They it they could so use. Bad. I think this will.
0: I mean you talk about the Bears game, and that was bad. I'll give you credit I'll give you, I'll say that. But like Packers game was just like if I were a Packers fan through and through, that would just be soul crushing that entire performance, especially after this offseason.
1: Yeah, the the Lions are a good get-right opponent too. So yeah.
0: So let's move on to our uh to quick to, to quick picks and then Lions locks. I'll start with mine uh, for college. First up, I like Oklahoma minus 22 versus Nebraska. Nebraska stinks. Oklahoma's one of the best in the nation. Not even a question. Next, West Virginia minus three versus Virginia Tech. I was surprised at this line. They were favored by three, but I was surprised enough that I said, they know something I don't. I like West Virginia. Uh, also, was at West Virginia, which is not an easy place to play. Notre Dame minus seven and a half versus Purdue. I think this is because last week they played so poorly against Toledo. I think they bounced back and put a little extra nice lacking on the, uh, on the Boilermakers. And then finally Tulsa at, Oklahoma, at, 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 sorry, at Ohio state uh, under 61. I'm all over Ohio state unders because people are saying how great their offense is. I really don't, I think they have a good offense, but I think Stroud is not the most efficient quarterback. And if even if they win by 40, I think they could probably they might still not cover, or you know, doing like fifty to ten and still not cover. So, I like I like uh, the under in that game, and then in the NFL, Minnesota at Arizona over fifty one. I like both these offenses a lot. I like them to hit get over on that number. Uh, Dallas plus three at the charters. Again, loved what I saw last week. I think a lot of people think it might be an aberration, but I just thought Dak's deck is maybe up there as a top five quarterback in the NFL uh, or just on the outside and number six. I love Dallas coming in and surprising people and winning uh, or at least covering that number Houston plus 12 and a half at, at Cleveland. Uh, I was surprised with how good uh, Houston played on Sunday. Tyrod looked really good. Even if they were playing the Jaguars, Uh Cleveland's setting up for kind of a letdown after the the amazing start they had against the Chiefs that tapered off. Uh, And 12 and a half seems like a lot of points. You have a last-minute touchdown in garbage time, and that screws you. Well, like 12 and a half. Uh, And finally, Denver minus six at Jacksonville. I think Jacksonville is by far the worst team in the NFL. Not even close. I think Denver showed a lot of growth on Sunday against the Giants, who I don't think is as bad as they showed. I think Teddy Bridgewater, well, I think he's the fourth best quarterback at the AFC West, that's because the AFC West is a quarterback rich division. I love the Broncos to lay it on. Them. Let's hear yours.
1: Um, so for my locks this week, um, we've got a five-team NFL teaser coming at you. So, um if you don't know how a teaser works, uh, you get six points in your favor, um, and in in exchange for some some slightly worse odds, but um there's some very teasable games on the card this weekend. Um, so first I'm gonna read you off like the standard line, the the pre-tease line. So New England minus six. Um, you get that down to a pick'em versus the Jets. I I think we all think that New England is gonna beat the Jets. We like Belichick against a rookie quarterback. Um Miami plus three against the Bills. Um, This is the one that on the card that I am actually a little bit hesitant about. Um, If you don't, if you're not feeling as risky, maybe leave this one off. Still keep on keep four teams on there. Um, Tampa Bay minus 12 and a half against Atlanta. Um, Tease that through the key number. Um, Get that to get that to 18 and a half. Tease that through 17. I, or sorry, no, I'm, t- I'm going the wrong way. Uh, my next one is plus 12 and a half. My brain's working backwards. So get Tampa Bay at minus six and a half. I think they can beat Atlanta by a touchdown. Um, Houston, I also have this one on the card. You, this one you would get at plus 18 and a half against the Cleveland Browns. Um, they were competitive last week. You're right. Uh, Cleveland is in kind of a letdown look ahead spot. Um, and then I also have Denver minus six, uh, against Jacksonville. So you'd also be getting that as a pick him in a teaser.
0: That sounds, that's about, that's, that's sounds about good. And I, I like those picks a lot. I don't love teasers, but I like my picks. So
1: yeah. What's your, what's your beef with the teaser?
0: I don't know. It just always seems like you get, you know, you're taking off odds and you're probably not going to win, but you know, it's just, I don't know. It just seems like they don't work out um uh, anyway folks uh thank you zach for coming on uh very interesting episode between me having to lower my voice and i'm not sick i don't have the covid i just have to keep my voice low uh, because usually your your favorite emphatic yelling uh podcast host can't be emphatic and yelling right now uh, thank you for coming on zachary always a pleasure
1: yeah thanks for having me Good talking to you again, TG.
0: Of course, I think this might be his last podcast because he doesn't want to come back on this shit show. Uh,
1: oh, come on, come on, come on! I love it here. Uh,
0: you flatter me. Anyway, folks, thank you all for watching or listening. Subscribe on YouTube, Apple podcasts wherever you, wherever you want. This has been ice cold sports.